Hi. I'm sorry. What are you trying to do here? I don't think I've ever seen something so uninspired. What am I listening to here? It's bad. Oh, God, that is It's just, terrible. it's bad. 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 And now, face the critics. All right. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Face the Critics. Um, I am Stuart Upful Brown, an actor, poet, and a singer, and I'm here with my co-host, Wyatt Bunce. Hello. I am Wyatt Bunce, as my co-host, Stuart Upful Brown, just previously mentioned, and I am an actor, painter, writer. And today we're joined by an exciting guest who you may know as Noho Hank from Barry. You may know him as Victor Zaz from Gotham. You may know him from Bill and Ted Face the Music. We have Anthony Kerrigan, my dear friend. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hello, dear friend. Hello, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, well, Stuart and Anthony are meeting for the first time right now, and so yeah. this is kind of a a momentous moment for the for the podcast. Is that what this is for? Is just so I Stuart a... and I, Stuart and I can meet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's very so, very um, elaborate, and I'm 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 very <laughs> down for it. You know, <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's like. So I have some questions prepared that I'm gonna have both you guys answer, and then yeah. you know we'll see. So you guys can you guys can start hanging goes. out now. <laughs> That's cool. I'm I'm really I'm really happy about that. I mean, you know, I uh Stuart, I really great to meet you and um yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could really kind of take over this podcast our, ourselves. Um well, look, it's I'm not, looking forward yeah. to that. You Let's, know. Uh, yeah, me too. I you know, I want to be somewhat involved. I would like to in my usual role as as co-host no, yeah that's no, possible i mean we would definitely listen say, yeah you know yeah we'd... behind the scenes i think you can do a lot and i'm really excited mm-hmm. for your future role in this podcast um yeah. yeah and and i'm thrilled that you are you know giving me this opportunity thank you so much right so when you say behind the scenes you you know i'll, I'll still be on the the mic as usual Right, as as my normal role as well, fulfilling my co-host duties. You'd be on the mic in that we'd like maybe once every three weeks shout you out. You know, like shout out Wyatt. Remember he like introduced us and started this great podcast. Shout him out. And that's like you'd be on the mic in that way. Yeah, certain so, yeah. certain events, you know, well, fundraisers, like you'll definitely get an uh, an evite, you know. Okay, so to be clear, I'm not going to be hosting the show anymore, it sounds like. It sounds like you want me to be sort of sidelined. I don't want to say it right now, but there's a lot riding on this specific podcast that's going to kind of inform, uh, you know, the people upstairs and kind of like, you know. Oh, my God. Anthony and I, let's just say Anthony and I will be watching, listening closely. We're going to be listening very, very closely. Um, But again, Stuart, great to meet you. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Okay. Well, that's... The worst news ever. I wish um, I never introduced you guys. And this has been a really nasty and bad podcast episode so far. Um, so um, um, I have a, I have a, a, obviously I'm very excited to have you on the podcast, Anthony. 
I have been following you on social media for a while through Wyatt and fondness for your character and Barry. And um, just recently, over like COVID in general, I have found myself on Instagram just responding to people's stories with like raised hands or fire emoji uh, more aggressively. <laughs> For sure, yeah, hundreds, like, you know, a you know, couple like, hundreds here and there. <laughs> exactly. If it's something like political or um, just like educational that I feel like is under undershared. And um, I think I have, I, you might have been susceptible to that a few times. I think I might have thrown just like a, a completely unfounded um, and, uh, and random raised hands at you a few times. So I feel like I know you already. It's okay. I, I, you know, <clears throat> I appreciate it. Um, and I'm open to, you know, all sorts of emojis, uh, for interpretation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Throw like a, a witch at me, you know? I'm, I'm okay. I don't know, you know what, what, in what context it, it would work or not work, but I'm open to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Anthony, as you know, we, the loose theme of the podcast known as Face the Critics, the famous podcast known as Face the Critics, um, is Creative Journey. And in, I think, some of the most exciting conversations we've had where we've kind of like, our energy levels have sort of like built, 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 um, sometimes over a bottle of wine, uh, has been about Shakespeare. And I, I love that you are a, you love Shakespeare. And it's so, like, I don't know if that's something people know about you, but um, you love Shakespeare so much, and I love hearing you talk about it and talk about the decisions you've made. Like, I think you said you played bottom once for that Shakespeare contest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to know, are you, when you, I guess you could start by telling us, how did you come to acting? And did you come to acting through Shakespeare, and have you ever thought about like Shakespearean acting was that ever on the plate for you um is that something you wanted to do um cool yeah well um I guess I'll start off by saying that uh I mean I did start off on stage and yeah I mean it was like children's theater it wasn't you know I wasn't doing like the Broadway production of like Les Mis or anything. I, I, I started in children's theater and it was a really fun children's theater and like great production value. And, uh, I was absolutely terrified the first time I auditioned, I like didn't know what I was doing, but I, I don't know. I felt really, uh, excited to express myself in this way. I mean, I, I was totally lost on stage when I first got on stage, but I knew I knew I wanted to do it, and I knew there was something, there was a passion there, certainly. Uh, it yeah. was when I was in middle school that I, that I found Shakespeare, and it was through this, this summer camp. I went to Shakespeare camp. Wow. Uh, in middle school. So was this in Massachusetts? Just, this was in Massachusetts, and I'm just going to say, you know, I mean, I was, yeah, I'm pretty cool now, but you should have seen me back then. <laughs> In Shakespeare camp, might have peed. And and look, I'm making fun of it. I'm making fun of it. But like, honestly, the the coolest coolest kids I could have hung out with uh, at that point. I mean, we we were just kind of like going from house to house, you know, partying and like, you know, taking drugs and doing all sorts of fun stuff. And 
while at the same time learning Shakespeare. It was the, kind of the best, <laughs> the best introduction to Shakespeare possible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I, I had a wonderful teacher, um, uh, Deborah Shakespeare Thurber, actually, and she, she was a wonderful, wonderful Shakespeare teacher. She really had a, uh, a passion for the language and for breaking it down and, Mm. And, you know, that, that passion really kind of rubbed off on all of us. Yeah. I uh, was just reminded, you talking about your teacher. I had this professor in college who was named Patricia Parker. And uh, she was a Shakespeare professor. And I joined her class late. So I showed up on like the second day of class. And I remember I was like lost. I like finally found the classroom. And I walk in and I see this woman who has like long flowing hair, like hundreds of rings and jewelry. And, you know, when she moved, you could hear her bracelets clinking against each other. Yeah. And I walked in like expecting to be kind of in trouble and like was trying to like, you know, slip in. And I was like, uh, hi, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm Wyatt. I entered the class late. And she goes, welcome, Wyatt. Today we're discussing a Midsummer Night's Dream. And I literally felt like I was walking into a dream. Like, I, I felt like I was walking into, like, a Shakespeare <laughs> dream. And uh, she, but she was so amazing at breaking down the words, like, following the etymology of every single word. She it was like, this has a Latin root, but it was also, you know, it was morphed into this, into French. And Shakespeare's playing on the French-Latin uh, evolution of this word. Yeah. And on the board, she would have these, like, spider webs yeah. following... Uh, the origin of the language and i i just thought that was so amazing and that got me she's the one who got me uh gave me the shakespeare bug my just my my shakespeare origin story um is also an interesting one there were like middle school awards you know you get like the english award or the science award and um those would come with like a plaque uh i was like you know good job you got this award and i got the speech award and my speech teacher, instead of giving me a plaque, gave me the full anthology of Shakespeare, like this beautiful hardcover book with all of Shakespeare's works and all his poetry, everything in there. And um, I remember just like receiving it and being like, what is this giant thing? And then over the years, it was like, you know, in middle school, it was like next to the Bible. And then now the Bible isn't there anymore. And it's just, it's just Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, I'm I'm sure it's gotten a lot more use than a plaque would have, you know. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, what a exactly. what an amazing I'm so thankful yeah exactly what an amazing gift. Choice. In fact, I think yeah, my I have a couple different copies of uh, complete works, and yeah, they're just one of them is so beat up and it's it's like stained with wine and like it's just it's it's got like mud on it from Stonehenge it's been literally wow. everywhere and <laughs> don't ask what i was doing with the complete works at stonehenge it's i've i've already talked about shakespeare camp <laughs> it's like I'm imagining there's like dripped wax over the uh, over the sides of it, like it cracks when you open it from the wax cracking off. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, and the other thing too that like people miss out on Shakespeare as well is that like it's usually performed in this really, I don't know, just really self-important uh, way, and and 
it's so slow and it's like over exaggerated, you know, to be or not to be. That is the question. It's like, no, you know, the, the best Shakespeare goes really, 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 really fucking fast. You know, it goes really fast. And because the thing is, is that when, when it moves and when the, when the actors understand what they're saying, you can just say it like you're just speaking normally and the audience will follow that a whole lot more than the kind of indulgent, you know, yeah. recitation of passages. Yeah. The super performative. The first person I saw that really, really did what you're saying, um, I mean, said it like they were actually speaking as opposed to like performing it in this grand, slow way, is uh, Mark, Mark Rylance, mm-hmm. who's like, obviously like one of the most famous Shakespearean actors, but I was, I think it was Richard the third. He was doing a monologue from, and that was the first time I ever saw Shakespeare. It was like someone was talking to me. Yeah. You know, it was like conversational. It was like, he was holding court, you know, sitting in a chair, like you here in the audience. Uh, I'm, I'm just speaking to you. It's like a community, uh, you know, community meeting or something. And I thought that was really cool. And it seems like the, it seems like the challenge of Shakespeare is to kind of get to that place. It certainly is to get to that place. And I don't know how many people have ever really gotten to like where Mark Rylance is with it. But, you know, yeah. it's he can take certain licenses. He can like he'll you can tell that he surprises the other actors on stage with with what he does. Um, you have to break it apart. You have to understand what where this character is in the scene, who he's talking to, you know, what, what's, what, at what point, you know, what, what, what are the circumstances that everything brings him up to this point of why he's saying it? And you have to do all of that work and more. And then, (laughs) and then you can play and then you can actually, you know, uh, enjoy the moment and kind of let all that work go. I was also just reminded of, because I watched a Chris Farley documentary the other night. And just when you're saying how Mark Rylance surprises people when he's on stage, um, actually, this relates to a story about you, too. Um, Chris Farley doing the uh, Matt Foley sketch, they were saying that, like, he did that sketch so many times. He did it at um, uh, Second City in Chicago and, uh, and then on SNL several times. And he said, everyone said like it was his goal every night that he would make every single person in, in the sketch laugh. Like every, he didn't want anyone on stage to not be laughing. And so he would surprise them every night by like, like you can see him getting in David Spade's face and, um, <laughs> and like saying things that were unexpected so that they're there like, what is he doing? You know? Yeah. Um, but I was just reminded, Anthony, of when you did that um, on Barry, there's that story. Um, where I, I you were filming on a roof. Oh yeah. And it was like Shitballs Mountain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> let me see. It was um so we were yeah, we were shooting that scene. Also it was so hot up there. It was like a hundred degrees that day and we shot for like twelve hours. And we were up on the uh up on the roof and this dude Troy, really great actor, he um he plays uh, one of the Chechen Chechen mobsters, and he he has this line of, um, you know, well, what is it? It's like it's like I say, you know, you guys suck, and 
and he says, okay, well, if we suck, you're the king. No, if, yeah, I say, you guys are shit. And he says, well, if, if we're shit, you're the king of shit mountain. And I, um, and we did a couple of takes of that. And then I was like, I was like, I kind of want to have some fun with it. You know, cause like the more you do something, the more comfortable you get with it. Time kind of slows down a little bit and you can start to kind of think a little bit faster and and then you can start to be like, oh, well, what if I say this? And so I, <laughs> you know, instead of saying my guys are, sh you know, you guys are shit. Uh, I say, uh, yeah, you know, you guys suck balls. <laughs> and Troy, bless him. <laughs> he was like super fast on his feet. But he was just like, well, <laughs> he was like, well, if I, you know, if we suck, then. You're, you're the king of Suckballs Mountain. <laughs> and he had to, like, put it together so fast. But uh, but it was just, it made it really special because, like, we, you know, that was one of those unexpected, unexpected turns that, like, you're, you're just, you're just playing around. And it's a really, God, it's really terrifying to do that kind of stuff because you just have to be so dialed in and you can't be zoning out. You can't be expecting to kind of, do what you planned because if you do if you're too locked in you're just you're gonna miss that opportunity you know and you're gonna miss out on potentially something really really golden <laughs> i would love it i would love it if you said that if you said the like suck balls part that was the surprise and like to see your face while he's putting it together if you're like uh, i think i <laughs> like did. waiting for I, him to say it <laughs> i think i was like i was like troy <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> and I, I i mean i didn't do it in a way of like you know you never want to you never want to throw a um a fellow actor to the sharks or anything you never want to kind of put them in a, in a compromising uh position but you know but you can kind of explore and like you know you toss them something and you can you see like what do you think like do you have something for that and and with really good actors you know you kind of just you play, you have this back and forth, and it can lead to a completely different scene, um, which which can work out, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But you know, there's real life underneath there, so I think it's worth it's worth trying a couple that way. Yeah, so true. Was that was that kind of a uh, like a, a theme on set in Barry, where you, you know everyone there's these amazing characters with brilliant actors that that you, there was room for kind of play. Uh, while the cameras were yeah, rolling. there's always room for for play on that set. It almost feels like you you just don't want to <clears throat> you don't want to violate it because when you read the scripts, the scripts are so good that you're like, this is just don't touch it, just leave it. Mm. This is perfect. <laughs> just don't touch. You know, perfection. It'll be fine. But then on the day when you get going, you you just uh, you just start to mess around and you start to. You know, yeah. like, cause I don't know, like Bill Hader is also such, he, he's, he thrives on that kind of environment, you know, come coming from sketch comedy and then, and then also Alec Berg, who's, uh, one of the other head writers, you know, he's, he's like a comic writing genius. So th these guys are constantly coming up with things in their head or, or, or they, they'll be hearing, they'll be listening to you do it. And then you know, if something's not working, they'll be like, you know, you have a little, you have a little, uh, session where you're just like, okay, wait, what, wait, what's funnier? You know, it's like, 
Okay, Ikea lamp. Ikea lamp is good, you know, but like what's what's funnier? Okay, beanbag chair. Yeah, beanbag chair. Okay, everyone, beanbag chair. All right, great. And then that's, that's what you decide on. And, mm. you know, and if you, you kind of you see if it works. Do you want to just talk about like your COVID journey? We've just started kind of coming out of the COVID shell, even outside of like performance, just being able to really feel present in conversations feels is just difficult for me. I'm still like thinking about what's this person been doing the last five days? Like it's still just because I was so freaked out about the oh, virus, yeah. it's still like in the back of my head. And I feel like that's a, I, you know, to think about that in the context of performing, that'd be even harder to like really immerse yourself. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's that kind of paranoia <clears throat> for sure, which will, I'm sure there's going to be residual paranoia for, you know, for a long time. Um, Cause there's most likely going to be some like PTSD from this stuff. That's going to expand mo- even months mm-hmm. from now. So, um, but uh god not to be a downer <laughs> i'm like oh 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 the worst is yet to come boys no, uh, <laughs> no but the yeah. uh, you got you think you've seen bad just wait i'm like Two just months. wait until it lands it hasn't even landed yet okay we've been in fight or flight mode just wait until this all sinks in <laughs> yeah oh god so fucked up um but but no you know i think um it's it's also just weird too, because we're very—I mean, we're, we're social animals. No matter how introverted anyone is, we're social animals, and we uh, we respond. We we require um, feedback from from people, right? And I mean, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Buddhist Buddhist Dharma talks and podcasts uh, of that nature, and I find it fascinating. Um, and and particular ones that kind of cross section neuroscience and all this stuff. But anyway, uh, what I've learned is that, yeah, as, as social animals, we require this kind of feedback that you can really only get from face to face interactions. And what you get from that is, is sanity because when you get feedback from someone else, you get a reassurance that you're not fucking insane. Right. Like that's the, that's the upside (laughs) to, to social. That's that's why social interaction is so important, you know, or in my case, reassurance that you are fucking insane or reassurance that you are fucking insane. (laughs) Here I am alone through quarantine. I have no idea if I'm insane. (laughs) Whereas I always knew it was so clear. People would tell me, listen, and now they don't tell me. I mean, you're, you're doing very well with Stuart and I gaslighting you about taking over your podcast. (laughs) I just want to salute you in that. Again, you're on thin ice, but you know, but you're doing great. Um, okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, like, in order for for us to kind of remain sane, we got to have people around us to kind of just be, you know, hear us and validate our experience. And and without that, you you just you start to you start to kind of unravel a little bit, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm 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 extremely excited to get back to work, to get back to more social environments. To like you know I can't even remember what parties are like, but God, remember parties? Oh, God. Parties were so great. <laughs> I was just thinking last night. I was thinking last night. You know, I keep saying I'm so excited to go dancing with this when this is over. Like go out and go dancing, and I really am. I can't wait. And I want to go out and like talk to people, and and really, I'm excited to do that this summer. Hopefully, if that's in the cards 
And, uh, but then last night I was like, I really put myself in that position in my head mentally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready. <laughs> I, was oh. like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I feel tired. Like my body's too tired to do that. Like that's going to take a lot of energy that I haven't, I haven't used that energy in a long time. And, uh, and suddenly I, it was like, I came to terms with the truth of, uh, of having to get back into shape to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a muscle. It is a muscle, certainly, of, uh, you know, like (laughs) speaking to and responding to people, you know, it's. uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's been a minute. Someone's going to someone's going to ask me a question. They'll be like, hey, nice to meet you. What's your name? And I'm going to be like, you're just going to bypass names and you're just going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) you're just going to be like. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just been really weird and hard. And, you know, I've read a lot of books, um, haven't finished all of them. But, yeah, so anyway. Some of them were good. Some of them were fine. Yeah, some of them were Uh, good. Do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? So let's go dance. What do you think? Dancing? Yeah? You know? (laughs) What do you think? Sprinkler? Should I do the sprinkler? What do you think? I'm imagining imagining why it's, like, first going out party is, like, to a very chill bar where there's, like, barely any music playing <laughs> and people are starting to have conversation and why it's just like trying to yeah get, get totally yeah you, you just interrupt whoever you're talking can you sorry can yeah. you can you turn the song up wow this yeah. song's so great, great music you know <laughs> who is this bowie he's like um no this is coltrane actually yeah <laughs> you're in a jazz bar this man this is nick it's... jonas yeah <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, so it's gonna it might, it'll take a minute. It'll take a minute to kind of get back yeah. into. And I hope I'm hoping it's not gonna take a you know a whole lot in terms of readjusting you know to being on set and and all that stuff. I'm I'm I've just missed it too much. It might be a little weird and a little kind of odd. I think at first, but you know I, it's ah, I've missed it missed a lot. Yeah. Well, I hate to break this news to you, Anthony, but I've talked to the various jobs you have lined up. Um, okay. Talked to Bill at Barry and... Um, talked to Barry? Yeah, I talked to Bill at, at Barry. You talked um, to Bill at Barry, yep. I talked <laughs> I talked to Barry Bill, Barry Bill Boy. Sure. Um, your boy, Barry, yep. Bill. Um, <laughs> and basically, we together have decided to go a different direction. Wow. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. And so, oh man, plot twist. Yeah, Bill said, you know, I didn't like the way Anthony tried to edge you out of the podcast, and he tried to get right in there with Stuart right at the beginning, edge you out of your own podcast. That was That's your crazy. idea. Well, so, for, excuse me, your idea from the very beginning. Wow. So was was Bill? So Bill's been this listening podcast? to this. Yeah, we've been texting actually. He's if been, it comes yeah. down to me losing <laughs> out on Barry and gaining this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty wow. excited, pretty excited about it. Um, well, guys, here you have it—the new face of Face the Critics, <laughs> Mr. Anthony Kerrigan. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Thank you for for that warm introduction. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah, and I just if it whatever. listen if it makes you feel any better, you are not special. In that you are part of a long line of people that I have stepped on to get to where get I where am. You <laughs> so just so you know, just so you can feel better about it that you're you're not a, that you're not special in that regard. There is a you know bloody trail behind this man of the people he has 
No. I need that in an award <laughs> acceptance speech at some point. Like, thank you so much for that introduction, Susan. And just remember, you are just another of many people. <laughs> or totally. just like accepting the award, just being like, man, I'm so grateful to be here. It took a lot of stepping on people along the way. It took a lot. Of, I had to ruin a lot of careers to get to this point. And, um, that's the honest truth. And that's and the I'm honest sorry. truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we joke about this and yet, and yet there's all sorts of comeuppances with people. And, and I, yeah. and I think it's good. I, I mean, I, I hate people who are dicks in our industry. I think it's, our, our industry can certainly flourish without them. And it just, it's just yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all that being said, Anthony is still taking my spot. Yep. On the podcast, still edging me out. This is not me being an asshole. This is, this is just the natural order of things, Wyatt. It is the <laughs> natural progression of things. It is nothing personal. It does not speak to your talent, your lack right. of talent, any of that. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, Stuart, and, Stuart, and I, Stuart and I are connecting in a big way. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and we still love you, Here's, but like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're... Yeah, we're essentially right. moving in together. Right, is is what right, you know, right, is right. what's happening. You know, I, I I just thought of an analogy, Wyatt, that I think will help you a lot. Okay, um, you can think I, of I me as to be clear, I'm not struggling to understand what's going on here. No, 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 no. I think you need this. Okay. I, I think you might be. Yeah, I think you crab. might be misunderstanding. So go on, Stuart. I'm I'm a hermit crab, and you were my first shell. Okay, you were a really great shell. Ooh. And then I my claws grew a little bit. I was able to pick bigger plants off the ocean floor and I ate really well. And then I got too big for my shell mm-hmm. and I've had to swim out of my shell. Uh-huh. And, and you are a great for shell. You know, you'll always be in the ocean. You'll mm-hmm. eventually disintegrate into sand, but that sand will travel throughout, you know, and wash up on the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, you're, you're that first shell. So hope that helps. Um, yeah, not really helpful, but um, but I, I I think I understand the idea, the ethos of what you're you're saying there. Um, cool. Yeah. Certainly doesn't make it the truth of it any easier to swallow. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's too bad. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's that was really beautifully put, Stu. And so <laughs> you're the new shell, huh? <laughs> I am certainly a shell. Oh. <laughs> I'm certainly a shell of a human being. Stu, a really interesting um, view on friendship you have there, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that'd uh, be a dark one. Well, I think, guys, it might be a good time to transition into facing the critics. <laughs> it's time to face the critics. <gasps> Ooh, mamacita. Um, uh, Anthony, this is the part of the show where Stuart and I come to you with a little creative snippet. And this is where we have to put our necks out there for the guest critic, that being you, mm-hmm. um, for you to basically do whatever you want to us. Basically, 
you get our ideas. You can say you're trash. I mean, you, I, I feel like I've already kind of been through this today on the podcast, but uh, you're trash. You're garbage. You don't, you, you don't deserve to work a day in this business. Um, or you can love it or you can whatever. Um, it's up to you. You are a free sovereign critic. Okay. Should I, I mean, am I going to tell you like what, what take I'm going to have on it? Or is it just essentially how I'm feeling in the moment? Cause yeah, I mean, whatever you want, really. I I usually, I feel like, you know, I've gone very hard on you today, Mm -hmm. Stu. And (laughs) I, 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 I can tell that this has been wearing on you emotionally. And I just, if I could reach out through this microphone and, and just assure you, yeah. you know, I would. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so in essence, I think I'm going to task myself with, uh, with critiquing in such a way that I am vague, uh-huh. <laughs> elaborate, yeah. and baffling. Fantastic. That's all we can ask for. Beautiful. Sweet. Um, Stu, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I have a poem. Okay. This is just a poem I wrote yesterday. Um, and I'll just read it. All right. Uh, okay. Show me the scratch on your bike. I don't care about the brakes, the gears, the, oh, was that a dent? Let me feel the dent. Let my fingers trace its shape. No, please, shut up. Shut up about the weight and the materials. Stand your pants, drop your phone, gash your knee. Show me the scratch on your bike so I know it's there. That's Okay. Uh, Wyatt, please stop clapping. Okay, I'll shut up. Thank you. Um, I feel like it is so wonderfully textured and Um, it's ethereal you know and yet (laughs) and yet tepid uh it's tepid in a way that it that excites me okay (laughs) ethereal ethereal needs to be banned from any sort of i think the (laughs) the the excitement that it generated in me borders on on we If you were to compare it to a type of bike ride, let's say big wheel tour on Berlin, downhill mountain bike, road bike on the coast, any bike, you know, teaching your son for the first, which bike ride would you compare it to? Uh, bicycle basket, Milanese sausages falling out of it in the heat of summer, um, tears of joy. Yeah. Mm. Wow. wow. What a ride. A very powerful critique from a, uh, a powerful critic. Um, mm-hmm. Stu, thanks for making yourself vulnerable. It's scary stuff. Yeah. No, I'm um, just putting my stuff out there. Yeah. You know, so. Thank you. Do you have any uh, comments, Wyatt, or no? You're just going to just fully brush it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting our critic have the stage. Um, <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, um, no, no, he said this word that was just struck me. I mean, Anthony said this word. It was like, it was so crazy. The word was ethereal. Mm. I just thought, yes, 
Well, first of all, it was so well read. I loved the, um, oh, wait. I, like, I think you had both Anthony and me going, oh, he's reading the wrong poem. But then, you, you know, you pulled us right back, <laughs> right back into it. Um, I love that. It's such, an, it's such a um, sweet, it's, it's so visual and um, uh, as Anthony said, textured. Textured, quotidian. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Quotidian, yeah. Quotidia, uh-huh. yeah, quotidian, was, um... but, but, certainly, uh, but certainly heightened as well. <laughs> uh, postmodern. I'm going to say postmodern. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Our critic hates that. Well, I think you're maybe getting a little bit, you know, head in the clouds right now, you know. Do you have something that you're working on? Uh, Why? My thing is, yes. I, the thing I'm sharing with you guys today is something I wrote actually a couple years ago and dug this up. Imagine a stock analyst, okay? And there's like the New York Stock Exchange like big board behind him. Or you can imagine like Kramer like talking about the stocks. Like, uh, you know, like what we're seeing here is, you know, a market, a bull market shift. And the bull market is coming in. And what you're noticing with these, you know, Amazon has gone up 15%. So it's that kind of character. But um, this character lives in a pagan universe. So it's a stock analyst who lives in a pagan universe. And it just kind of keeps sleeping, uh, sk- uh, <laughs> slipping out uh, as he's uh, as he's talking, um, and so that's kind of all I will say. Now I'll go in. Okay, so here's the analyst. So as you can see, the bull market's raining assets on numbers. I'm talking about market orders. Now, if you watch the tumbling red numbers, what you're seeing is economic deforestation. Scream, bull, bull, bull. And it's time to sell your shares to the devil or you're going to be sorry when your indexes pass out in purgatory. We got lovely decimals on the big board and all the green and red you're seeing, it's Christmas. We've got a market furball effect. One tumbles, the other climbs toward Christ. And folks, we've been seeing this pattern for three blood moons now, so it's nothing new. Now, if you'll follow me down here, we've got baby name popularity, Brambles, Dirk, Amethyst, Onyx, and the arrows will tell you where exactly to find the babies before they're stolen by rising interest rates. Now, here's the question, folks. Buy or sell. With a steaming bull tail economy, I always recommend the same action, and I won't change today. Sell your babies. Stork beaks aren't big enough for fragile capital. Do not get bit by a bird, folks. Sell your kids or we'll sink into a torture stable where you might find yourself vomiting in blood tariffs into a bail bag. Now, how do I see the market moving? I think you're going to be seeing a lot more green shapes and red shapes and dividends move through caverns and into the sunless sea. What we've got here is an open high, low close, indicating my wife's fertile offerings and monthly earnings. Hedge your bets, folks. This time, our baby's coming through in the third trimester, especially if incense-bearing trees lift the bull market blues. Now, I don't think they will, because we're sitting on a comfortable couple nights in the stable, which is where I sleep. Okay, here you see numbers. Now, this is the best news of today, folks. Numbers go up, numbers go down, which is very scary. Not unlike... uh, uh, requesting a goat sacrifice, I've lived through a couple of those. So green and red, what you're, uh, what you're going to get with the dividends like this is a bull. You're not going to want to touch this bull. It's a very scary bull. Watch out for its horns. They'll poke you. And now, uh, okay, blah, 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 something. Uh, sorry, sorry. Okay, well, as the big boy numbers float up through tariff zones, uh, you're going to want to call your, your brokers and sell, sell, sell these numbers. Get rid of them because this is a market order. Now let the decimals squeeze by your numbers and into the great blue dome that is our sky. Uh, that's another stock analysis. 
don't take any bull from this market. <laughs> um, so. Good. I mean, it should be pretty clear, and, right? And uh, well-written. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> I... Archaic, all right? Mm. Archaic, mm. and yet yeah. saturated. Mm. Deeply, deeply saturated. Mm. Hued mm. and hewn. Okay. Not to interrupt, but um, saturated in what? In... I mean, you did write this, did you not? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do. You, do you really want me to, to spell this out for you <laughs> on your um, on your own po- on your last episode of, of your podcast? <laughs> uh, you know what? You're the critic, man. I, I'll let you go. I, I'll let you have your. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. I am into it. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Master Critic, for Critics Quarterly Magazine, Anthony Kerrigan. Um, yeah, that was a lot to take in. I'm sort of marinating, uh, saturating. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot of notes <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. in very few notes. But very helpful. I like that you're kind of steering this in a helpful direction. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I'll keep it short, Wyatt. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely liked it. Just two small notes. I would maybe change the stock market analysis part and the pagan part. Otherwise, it's huh? Um, just what would be left after that? Um, I'm not seeing. I mean, in my head, it's kind of those are kind of major elements in my head. Yeah, there'd be like you know um, conjunctions and couple prepositions. uh, Yeah, couple prepositions. Just Um, a couple though. Yeah, th- those were good. You really nailed. I thought the prepositions for sure. Keep okay, those. okay. Prepositions and conjunctions. Um. Yeah. No. Um. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I um. I something that I feel like I I'm visualizing with this character is somehow you need to be like eating a very bloody <laughs> animal <laughs> so like you, your pauses are like taking a bite and like blood gushing all over your face oh my and god you, like, get back to it just like gr- just I'm, I'm envisioning like broth like me you know having sort of like a medieval feast as i'm saying this yeah like like grapes yeah. exploding in your mouth you know like cherry tomatoes yes. like popping you know Yes. In this oh Glen gosh. Gary, Glen Ross type, you know, <laughs> <laughs> manger. Uh, oh, that's the so ultimate good. cherries popping while eating moment for me is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. When yeah. The, yes. Oh, yeah. Stu, oh, I'm yes. so excited so for the next episode uh, entitled yeah. okay. Lord of the Maybe Rings, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Um, <laughs> okay. Usually, um, usually on Face the Critics, we don't, you know, talk about stuff like that so <laughs> just so you know just so you know i don't know if you want to know anything about the way the show started or 
you know, the origins of the show. But uh, <laughs> so the last segment is called Good Intentions. Um, and you can join us for this one. And it's uh, just an intention, an intention for the next week. Oh, okay. Softly smile, I know she must be kind. Ah! I'm picking up good intentions. It's giving me excitation. I'm picking up good intentions. It's giving me excitation. And I hear the sound of a gentle word. Wow. Um, I think we're just going to cut that down just to your intro part there. But, um... Guys, I have some. I have something I I need to say. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry that I even imagined uh, taking over this podcast. I think, um, based on what I just heard, I don't think I could ever, ever do what what was just played for me. So. Right. I'm backing out. I'm backing out of it, yeah. Stu. Um, you're a great guy, and I, I <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hang out with you. Maybe go dancing. But wow, I'm. I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna leave this to you guys. Okay. Um, yeah, that was uh, whoa, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, wait, intentions. We're, we're, yeah, we're, intentions. Let's not get lost. Let's not get lost here, boys. We're, we're, t- we're talking intentions right now. My intention for the week is, I think it's to get a little more reckless uh, creatively. <laughs> Funny to say that after hearing what, <laughs> after hearing the Good Vibrations yeah. intro. But I do feel, um, yeah, I would like to, with a little sketch, like an Instagram sketch or something, and and painting wise, I would like to get a little more reckless. I think I've been falling into a little bit of um, a little bit of safe territory. My intention. Um, um, so that's my intention. Creatively, um, get back into the journal. I've kind of had a tumultuous couple weeks where I haven't had journal time in the morning. They've been good weeks, but uh, I can just kind of feel a little aimless right now. So. Nice. Excellent. <clears throat> um, Anthony, do you have an intention? Well, I got to think of one now. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would actually, yeah, you know what? <clears throat> this week would be good to um, to get back into my body with a little with a with a little dance party. You know, just a little Ooh. like either solo dance party or Gia. You know, just uh, yeah, mm. get in and really explore the space. Um, free myself up a little bit you know there's something oh. really wonderful that happens when you just kind of dance with with reckless abandon you know anthony i have just the song for you and this goes for you too Stu. i may have told you this already okay i i discovered this song for just this purpose like and it's incredible it's called uh surf solar and it's by fuck buttons and it's like a 15 minute song Great names. that builds that builds into just total ecstasy and i'm telling you if you get a moment it might even be better to do it alone i i say that because i live alone and i do do it alone um (laughs) but uh 
you know, my dog sees me. Um, no, but, oh, it's so good to, like, just slowly let it take over your body. And it's, I'm telling you, the most, like, cathartic experience. That's that's mm. it. The catharsis. That's that's what I'm after. Yeah. Well, thank you for that recommendation. Great. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining, man. This was really fun. It's good to yeah, meet super you. fun. I know. It's great to meet you, too. And uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. That was really, really fun talk. And Wyatt, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, uh, my dear, dear friend, Anthony, um, uh, stay in your lane. I, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Um, no, I'm willing to I'm willing to forget, forgive, forget, do the whole thing. I am so grateful that you came on the show. And um, this has been really fun. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, for people to check out, I got a movie coming out called Fatherhood. Um, got a fun little part in that uh, with Kevin Hart. I think that's coming out on Netflix in June. I think. Oh, exciting! Yeah, that's exciting. It should be fun. Cool. Um, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. That was episode twelve, right? That was episode twelve. Episode twelve. Anthony Kerrigan. See you next week. Thanks, guys.